New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or rehung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. I'll take it. Don't worry. I'm going to drive us. We're going to be fine. Okay. You ready? Yeah. It's Adventures in Dadland. My name is... Colfax. I'm Gerable. And uh, this is our podcast about the uh, adventures in Deadland. <laughs> that's, why, that's why it's called that. Uh, hey, happy December, everybody. I hope things are well. I hope you guys are happy and healthy. Uh, I have my one good thing and it launch right out. And it's kind oh, of a nice. Mission. It's a mission statement. I just saw it on Twitter, so I can't take full credit. If you follow me at Hey Colfax, you can see <laughs> who I retweeted. But like, it's an important reminder particularly as we get into the holidays and things are probably going to be a little more stressful. Remember that you are not working from home right now. You're working during an unprecedented pandemic and economic downturn. And you probably have kids who have never experienced this, who are trying to learn online, which they've never done before from teachers who have never done it before. Like, and you got to be able to forgive yourself and relax. Like Mm -hmm. you're not, I keep seeing it's weird. The difference in social medias I see on LinkedIn, I get a bunch of like <laughs> sales motivators. You, do you follow any of those dudes on? on oh LinkedIn? yeah. I, I have a whole bunch of sales motivators on there. Yeah. And, but this guy, these guys are like, remember like adversity is your, is, is the fuel to drive the fire. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> like I got three businesses that I can't get to call me back because you know, one person works here from home and the other one's in, in San Diego. I have my son who can't log into a zoom meeting this morning. I'm like, I don't want to hear the stuff, dude. I don't want to hear like the, the, the adversity is fuel. The, the only thing that's going to stop you is you. When you stop yourself, keep going forward. Like, I don't want to hear it. It's different during a pandemic, you know, one foot in front of the other wins the race. I, I can't stand it, dude. It's that's not motivating much. to you. How many times have you seen on LinkedIn over the last nine months uh, in the Great Depression, Ford continued to advertise and invest in advertising through it, and they came out the greatest company in the history. Tell advertisers to keep going through the pandemic, and they will come out the other side. Every day starts with the fresh step, and you keep going, and you're going to succeed. Feel the burn of sales. like, And I just can't get with it, dude. Does it motivate you? No, no, there's so there's two types of motiva- motivators I follow. There's the one that doesn't actually motivate me. They're all like, you want to make $20,000 this month? You get on that phone and you call and you have a discussion. You talk to people. You make those conversations happen. It is all you. Pick up the phone and talk. Pick up the phone and talk. Which at some point, you know, I want to be 
I want to be that motivated to just like do that. But it's easy to tell somebody to pick up the phone. It's hard to actually pick up the phone and call, right? Yeah. Like you deal with that. It's a well, stressful dude, thing. Most of these guys aren't doing what they, most no. consultants don't do what they say that they're no, they telling don't. people to do. They're not actually in the field, like doing, and that goes for all consultants. If you're a consultant, you're not actually doing what you're consulting on. Which is funny. But then there's the other type of sales motivator that I follow. And they're like the, hey, I have used this tactic to really kind of get better at blah. And this is what I did. And then they start like showing you, like they open up their book and they say, this worked for me. And it's Mm. more of just like a, I almost look at it like a mechanic. Like you open up the hood and you're like, oh, see, I could integrate this part and this would work for me. Here's the thing, dude, Mm. to be successful. And this is, I live this, you know, me, you know, that I live this. I literally just pick up and go. That's how I become successful. It's not going to work for everybody. Not everybody feels comfortable going head first, like Leroy Jenkins into whatever it is that they're trying to do to make it work. For me, that's my motivation. I'm better at getting it done, having said that I've done it, and then working through the kinks as I go, as it's real time. See, I'm kind of opposite. It's going to be a good pair. I like to work out some of the kinks ahead of time and then go into it. You know, I don't like to barrel... Because you want to make Barrel. something good. If you have the <laughs> capability to make it a little better with a little bit of time, then you do that. And then you go forward. I'm not but, saying to pre-plan everything. No, no, no. Yeah, no. And that's the thing. It's like, for me, the reason why, and it's because I know myself. If I, pl- if I start planning, I lose interest. When I lose interest, I don't do. I don't, take, I don't take action. There are plenty of things. Like, you see how I manage my notes with this show, right? Like, there are plenty of things in my notepad where I'm like, oh my God, this would be a great idea because blah, 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 blah. And then I, I just scroll through. I just scroll through and look sometimes. Like it's my own personal laugh out loud funnies for the day, like my Sunday funnies <laughs> to go back and look at all the things that I want to plan and do that I haven't actually picked up and done because I want it to be at a certain level. But see, a lot of people are not comfortable with that. I, uh, could, I, like- I could just go headfirst into things, dude. Yeah, I like to have it a certain level, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, dude, if you hear my doorbell in the background, yeah. so the kid the kid next door is a little younger than Sully, and they get off of school right about now, and he forever comes over and rings the doorbell. Yeah, but like it's weird because he rings the doorbell and then he opens my screen door, and he knocks on the door, and he calls out my son's name over and over again. Yeah, and my my son's hiding from him right now, and I'm like, dude, answer the door. <laughs> But he doesn't like he's ignoring this kid. So where I'm working is where I work from home and my desk faces the front window. So I'm walks up. And he's like, no, I'm looking out the window at this kid standing at my front door. <laughs> <laughs> but so this leads. To, I Listen, this happened this week. We need to talk about lying and kids. Uh, yes, it happens all the time. I Monday. Monday, my sister-in-law wanted to take my kids to hook up with my mother-in-law and they were going to get like a Christmas ornament and they were going to get lunch or whatever. Right. And I thought Uh it's good. My kids incidentally are over online learning and I'm over it and everybody's over it, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm so it's stressful, bro. I'm short timed for Christmas break so bad right now. So they were like, we want to take them out. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I'll get some work done. I'll be in the house by myself for a little bit. Like peace out. Yeah. Right. So we emailed the teachers. I'm like, hey, the kid's going to be out today. NBD. I said, they'll make up the work. You know, just put it in their little folder. Like, we'll do it. Like, we'll make up for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the next day, Tuesday morning, 
first class. I'm in here. My son's in here because we share office for things. And the teacher's like, we missed you yesterday. What'd you do? And literally he goes, my dad said we didn't have to go to school because we're going to Wendy's and get some Christmas tree ornaments. (laughs) I I said, yo, you didn't have to tell her that. And he was like, that's the truth. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, it is. But like I asked him, I said, well, you hide the iPad from me all the time. Like, and you tell me, I'm like, where's the iPad? And you're like, I don't know. And then it ends up in your room. So you have no problem lying to me. But when the teacher just asks an innocent question, like, what'd you do? You had to give her like the complete rundown. Like all of a sudden you're Mr. Truth. You know what I mean? Like literally he was like, my dad said we didn't have to go to school because I was going to a Christmas ornament, bro. I'm like, why? Why'd you volunteer that? So I I don't want to tell my son to lie to his teachers, you know, but I'm like, you didn't need to give her that much information. I was trying to communicate with him that sometimes you don't have to say everything, but that's also a bad lesson. Like I'm kind of stuck. Like there's no good lesson in this, dude. No, You are in the choppy waters of life right there. (laughs) Trying to make that happen. Like, why did he do that? He like was like, yeah, my aunt picked me up and then we went and we got a Christmas ornament. And then my dad was like, forget it. You don't have to go to the rest of the school. Just play Legend of Zelda all day. I'm like, what? Is- <laughs> <sighs> well, okay, okay, okay. So same, same line of thought for my son, who's four. Um, we were we were driving around. It was me, it was my son, it was my daughter. I think we went and got um we went and got McDonald's like sodas or something. And I was like, you know, it'd be really fun. And of course this is going to bite me in the ass is like, I was like, Oh, let's go to the gas station and pick, oh. you guys can pick out a candy. Oh. And then I was joking. I was, jo- it was totally a joke. I don't know why I joked about it, but yeah, I was like, said that. <laughs> I was like, you know what? We don't even have to tell mom about this. And for the rest of the trip, <laughs> No, dude, that's a huge. I mean, I can't believe that, man. I was joking. I was joking. I was obviously joking. It was just, it was like a spur of the moment, like, hey, let's be fun, whatever. And the whole time, he's, my son was getting nervous. He's like, but why wouldn't we tell mom? Shouldn't we tell mom? I don't, I feel like we need to tell mom everything. And I was like, yeah, you need to tell mom everything. Tell mom about the candy. I was just joking about it. And then, like, he, like, ran out of the car as soon as he got home up to mom and was like look what dad said we shouldn't tell you about and i was like uh, what no, what dude. why yeah, dude. <laughs> i don't know why that happened it just did i don't know why i said it i knew as soon as i said it it was the wrong thing to say yeah. sometimes there's just no winning dude there's no winning when it when it happens so you know what i did when this was when the kids were still in school so fridays uh typically like give it sometimes it's easy to get out of work early and sometimes it's impossible on on fridays fridays are weird like you know could be either way so on fridays my wife was actually working my wife works on friday afternoon so they have an after school thing at the school and i told my kids i'm like yo like you need to be in the after school program on fridays and i'll just come get you like don't sweat and I overthought it. I was like, don't worry. <laughs> Daddy's going to come pick you up. Like, Daddy's going to get you. Like, don't worry. I'm going to be here. They didn't need that. Like, I would show up and they're hanging out with their bros and they're fine. Like, they could care less. Than yeah. Me. Yeah. But one week, I got hung up at work until. So, I would normally pick them about 4, 4.30. And one week, I was screwed at work. I didn't pick the kids up till like, 6 o'clock. 
And they were like, where were what? you? And I'm like, dude, I, I couldn't get out of work. Like, I just I had to do this. Like, I just couldn't do it. And they were so upset. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> think of it. I'm like, hey, let's just stop by this gas station right here and I'll get you a treat. And it'll be. Yeah. Fun. So I did. And it's actually a stinker. Shout out to stinkers like, with the skunk on it. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I stopped by stinker and I was like, you guys can get a treat. And my daughter is such a she's like, can we get like a treat and a drink? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> hey, don't ask. Don't get, dude. She's good. No. She's going to get into I'm sales like, with that. Fine. And then she's like, can we get candy? And I'm like, yeah, but you can't eat it tonight because it'll ruin your dinner. So you can eat it this weekend. So, dude, they like got like a drink and then they got candy and they came home and they told my wife, they were like, hey, like this is for the weekend. My <laughs> wife's like, what did you do that for? And I was like, I felt bad. It was like six o'clock next week. The next week, I was a normal time. It was like four o'clock, right? Yeah. 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 Pick them up. We get in the car. My daughter's like, is it time to go to stinker? And I'm like, what? <laughs> no, that was like last week. And she was like, no, it was the best. Like, we got to go to stinker. And I was like, all right, man, I guess we can go stinker. Long story short-ish. They had me that I had every Friday I had to go to stinker after after school and I had to get them treats. And even on Fridays, they would have off. They would make me like pick them up from home and drive to the stinker to get them something like it oh became gosh. a thing. That's amazing. That's and, an awesome uh, story, dude. I love that. Well, I uh, I tell you what, dude, the gas station in one of those places that was like when I was a kid was actually one of the most memorable places. Definitely one of the places where I spent the majority of my, you know, my funds that I got from allowance. I think, uh, I think back to like when I was a kid and I, I was, I mainly was a kid that went to gas stations for candy when I was in Texas. And so there was yeah. a lot of really awesome, like, like there was a couple, there was a couple like regional candies that I loved, you know, in the area by me. Where and then Texas? there was like, where in El, Texas Paso. El, Paso. El Paso. Okay. 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 <clears throat> and so I was right on the border from, from Juarez. So there was a bunch of really awesome, like chili candies and, you know, like the, I can't even remember the name, but you like, you press it and it's, and it's like the payload. Uh, uh, oh, I'm going to mess up the name, <laughs> but you like press it. And then the tamarind candy Pez? comes out. No, no. It's like, it's like, hello. Pelo Rico or something like that. Pelon Pelo Rico. Okay. And it's like, it's like this tamarind candy that's spicy that you press, you press a little plunger on the bottom and okay. it comes out like hair. Like the oh, little weird. character is the little plastic. Oh, anyway, right. Dude, they're so good. I'll have to get you one. They sell them at my local gas station here. Oh, really? I'm going to yeah. go get one. That sounds fun. Dude, well, it's see, so good. We're both suckers. You know, the, what I try to do at <laughs> the gas station. I, the, for a couple weeks, I'm like, just don't tell mom we went to stinker again. And that's a mistake because then they're like, mom, yeah, guess dude, what? And I'm like, son of a bitch. Why dude, would that's the one. That? Dude, that's the one. You can't say that. You cannot say, don't tell mom. Dude, the minute I said that, I was ruined. I was no, ruined. Huge mistake, And I was like dude. half an hour away from home. Like the whole time my son was worried. Like they were like, should we eat our candy and then not tell mom? And I was like, no, no, that is the worst. Don't do that at all. <laughs> yeah. See, mine are a little older, so they know. And this is why you need to cut this out right now, because my kids know <laughs> that don't tell mom holds incredible power. It does. You know what I'm saying? Because they know, like, my daughter is old enough and savvy enough to know that, like, if we did something that my wife wouldn't approve of, then she can hold it over my head. Yes. She knows it. She's like, I have the power now because dad <laughs> let us do this. <laughs> and my so I, you got to get out of that right now. You cannot let that become a thing or it's going to be huge trouble for you yeah. on the road. 
something I learned. Something I learned pretty quick. First time out. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. You know, one of the things that uh, we don't tell mom, but then he did. <laughs> so when I play Sea of Thieves with my yeah. man Turbo, so Sully will come down. I keep, he could come down and like sit and like watch. He's supposed to be in bed. And I'm like, yeah. yo, you got to go to bed. And he goes, yeah, but you're sailing. And then he'll say something. You're going to kill some skeletons. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we are going to kill some skeletons. So the first week I'm like, you can stay down here for 10 minutes, but don't tell mom. Yeah. And now. Like every time I play, he comes down. He's like, uh, and he's down there for like a half hour now. He's got, he's, he's got radar, dude. He's, he knows when we're playing. Dude, as soon as I turn on Sea of Thieves, like we get on the boat and then my son stands next to me. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, it doesn't matter if I turn it on at eight o'clock at night or midnight or four o'clock in the morning or like he will be right there with me. He but I, told him, I was like, yo, like just keep this between us, dude. And then <laughs> like he wakes up in the morning. He's like, mommy, guess what? Oh, Dad my God. Playing. Dad was playing Sea of Thieves, and I watched him. And I'm like, dude. Okay, here's where you turned it around last time we played. Dude, last time we played, though, I remember hearing you say it. You were like, go to bed, or I'm telling mom. (laughs) I'm going to text her a picture right now of you standing right here. You're going to be in trouble. Oh, dude, I can't win on that. Speaking of the late night, so I've been playing that Call of Duty Zombies. Did we talk about this last week? I don't know. We talked a little little bit about the zombies, but like we wanted to get into it a little bit because I'm I'm so I don't have it yet and I want to get it. Dude, it is scary. It's scary. And I don't remember it being this scary. Like the zombies are like they're on fire and they're bloody and they scream. Well, and the darkness is a part of it, right? No. Like how dark it is? It's not really dark, dude. It's, it's just, not. I don't want to ruin it. There's some of it that's dark. We don't want to talk about it. I will go, you don't have to play it. I don't want to spoil what happens. But okay. yes, there is darkness, but that's not the really scary part. The really scary part is they scream at you. Um, <laughs> and the screaming and, is the bit. And they're bloody. And so my son saw it and, and he was like, Yo. oh, no, he did. And I was like, yeah, he was like, dude, and I was like, don't watch this. This is super scary. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, wait till I play Sea of Thieves and you can watch, but don't watch this. And then I was playing on the couch the other day with my wife and she was like, what in the hell are you? Oh, yeah, we did talk about this because she was like, what in the hell are you doing? And I was like, it's Call of Duty zombies. And she was like, why are they yelling? And I'm like, I don't know. I think that's what zombies do. They just yell at you. So I can only play Call of Duty Zombies by myself at like one in the morning when I'm 100% certain that everybody's in bed. I'm not allowed to play <laughs> on my own, dude. Yeah, but I just scare my son off. I was like, don't watch this. This is good. Like nightmare fuel, man. This is too much. Dude, I, I tell you what, there's some scary games out there that have that. Um, the most recent, was it the most recent Resident Evil where they you're like in this weird house in the, in the, in the boons? Like, yeah, I, I tell you what, what scares you out of all the scary things like in movies or shows or whatever? What's a scary thing? I used to live in this little white house. (laughs) It was like a shack. It's a whole nother set of stories, but it was like this weird little white house. Yeah. And I remember I saw the Blair Witch Project when I was living there and I freaking, I didn't sleep for days, dude. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. That one was, that one was kind of creepy for some reason. 
hillbillies scare me. Dude, I won't even go into my basement now, isn't like now because of Blair Witch Project. My wife's like, "Can you get the Christmas tree?" And I was like, "No, but you can get the Christmas tree from the basement." Yeah, if you come with me with that shotgun, I was like, "That's scary." Like the Blair Witch might be down there. I'm not messing with that. Oh my god. Um, I you know I'm not. At some point, I stopped watching scary movies, man. Really? Yeah. It just like reality is scary enough for me. Like I don't need all that. I don't need all that. I don't need any more of this. Nah, like, and that's just me. What about you? You like, I can tell you like scary movies. Oh, I do. I I like, I like a cross section of scary and creepy and thriller. And then I'll actually dip into like, this is the part that I'm somewhat ashamed of is I'll get into just that straight up gory. Oh, dude. You know what I'm talking about? Like saw kind of stuff, dude. Like there's that, that kind of side that's not necessarily scary, but with the right storyline, it's entertaining. <laughs> I think I got that when I was living in El Paso is like, is, cause everybody was all about gory. Weird. People in El Paso were into it. Yeah. I think the last like really gory movie I watched was like maybe one of the Hellraisers. Oh yeah, dude. Time ago, but I was watching one and there was like that pin face or whatever his name is. Yeah. Is yeah, yeah. His name? He's the main guy. Pin, pin head, head. I don't know, dude, but like, he like, <laughs> He hung somebody up with some chains and he had pins in his head. And I was like, what is this? This is dumb. And I was like, that's the last time I watched. I was like, I'm not going to watch. So so that is what's funny about that to me is that is more of like an overrepresentation of like kinkiness in sex or something like that. That show. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's really more about trying to make that mainstream in a way. I think. And I think that people that are into kinky stuff hate those. movies. I don't watch any of that. Way blows it out of proportion. (laughs) <laughs> nah, yeah i don't touch any of that stuff i'm like i don't i don't mess with the scary stuff my kids aren't even really into scary things like even i the scariest thing we watched as a family is spookly the square pumpkin and that's yeah, the scariest dog. thing we've watched dude like that, that one's a good that, one see my my one. i think it's funny too because my my son is all about it like yeah we were watching curious george and the boo fest boo festival okay. and he's like show me a scary movie and like here i am thinking like What's scary but not scarring? And my wife is like, "Hey, we should put on insert other kids movie that's like that, <laughs> like, yeah. like Halloween Town or something like that." I'm like, I'm like, there's a lot of really good scary movies I watched when I was younger that really scared the pants off of me. You know what we tried to watch that ended up being not scary but a little stressful for my kids that I didn't anticipate last year is we watched we watched Home Alone, dude. Me too. Okay, so here's the thing, and we're we're gonna spoil Home Alone because everybody's seen it, right? Yeah, like, is there a spoiler in Home Alone? (laughs) Well, for little kids, like the idea of being left by your family is terrifying. Incidentally, it is, and and I didn't anticipate it. Like my kids reacted to that. Yeah, no, and my daughter was angry. Yeah, my daughter was angry. She was like, "Why the heck? Why did they leave those people? Like, why did they leave their son?" And I'm like. No, I don't know, man. She's like, those are terrible parents. Like she went down that road at the beginning. She was like, if you, if we were going on a family vacation, you wouldn't leave me at home. And I was like, no, of course not. And she was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like she was confounded probably the first half of the movie about how the parents could be so irresponsible into leaving their kid behind. Like she was super mad about it. Which is really funny because I was trying to remember back when I saw that movie the first time, mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, the way in which Kevin McAllister McAllister is thinking, which is, I got to defend my home. 
like I was in there watching it. Like I would do this if this happened to me, which it wouldn't happen to me. It didn't happen to me. But if this happened to me, I would do the same things or try to, to defend my house, which, you know, as an eight year old or whatever, like, how are you going to defend your house? Which is why the, the movie is so crazy. I watch yeah. it in a different lens though. Do you find that now? Like when you watch it again? Um, I like it. We watched it and the kids were into the traps. Once we got over the whole idea that like you can't get left behind. Yeah. I, I think it's fine. I mean, it's a little dated at this point, but like it it's hard to watch it because I remember watching it when I was smaller. You know what yeah. I mean? And now I'm watching it as an adult, but I try and watch it through my kids' eyes. And once we got over the whole like abandonment issue things, like <laughs> it was okay. Like they enjoyed it, you know, like like they didn't think it was too bad. See, now I look at it, I, wa I watched it again just recently with my son, and I was mm -hmm. thinking to myself, obviously, A, I was more along the same lines as your daughter, like what terrible parents like would leave their kid there. Um, but then I also was kind of looking at it like, oh, I'm so nervous that Kevin's going to get into trouble or get hurt because he's playing with a flamethrower. When I was a kid, I was yeah. like, I need to know where all the flamethrowers are in my house, because if I need to defend it, then now I'll use it. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I, he, I'm telling you, I'm like, yeah, now I look at it and I'm like, man, that's going to really wreck their home show, their homeowner's insurance. Oh, my God. Insurance deductible is going to wreck them, dude. You know, like, uh, what is he doing with that down the stairs? It's going to break those stairs. going to put a dent in my yeah. house. <laughs> yeah, that hardwood is going to be difficult to replace. <laughs> Yeah, dude, totally, totally. Oh, I love it, man. Well, that's the, this is the time for that, though. Like, we watched the we watched a couple different versions of The Grinch. Okay, this last week, and nice. the the animated one was fine. Oh, dude, speaking of looking, not only like The Grinch, but looking at things through different lenses. Okay, uh, we watched Ace Ventura with the kids. Oh, see, that's a good one. Here's the problem. One, movies in the 90s were dirtier than they are now. Absolutely. Like, it was questionable. Like, I yeah. was like, oh, my God, dude, my daughter. And she's, like, looking at me, and I'm like, I'm sorry <laughs> that the character on the screen just said butt sex. Are you going to bleep that out? I don't know. Like, I was like, that's not, I don't know what they're talking about right now. <laughs> but also, like, it's not as funny to them as it is to us, dude. Right. Like, we, we ended up watching multiple like i want to see the whole like the can i ask you a question thing where he talks with his butt right yeah uh -huh. yeah, yeah kids were not i mean they were like oh they're like weird and i'm like dude that's hilarious and they're like no it's not very funny i think that was hilarious for us because that's what we grew up on dude i i think a lot of movies are like that because we remember them with nostalgia mm -hmm. we remember bits and pieces of the movie not the entire movie i forget what i was watching earlier it was just some movie that was like a PG movie, but they like straight up kidnap somebody. And it was like one of those things where I was like, is my four-year-old going to think that people just walk up and take somebody? Like, like, I was sitting there like trying to judge his reaction being like, should I turn this off? Like with the controller in my hand. <laughs> I had <that laughs> Because I didn't remember that part because after that part it gets funny, but they have to add that stress, you know, or like all of a sudden somebody dies out of the blue. It's like, well, now I got to start talking about death. Like, thanks. <laughs> We had that. So we binge watched a good place. Did you watch that okay. show? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my daughter was into it. So we watched it, but there's like at some point where they meet that lady from the middle place. Uh huh. And all she talks about is sex and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> so we're sitting there with my daughter. And she's like, like literally she's just watching the TV. Like she's just trying to not make eye contact with me. And I was like, dude, I, I don't want to have these conversations. Like this, this is awkward. 
So you got to be careful about that stuff. Even we've been watching The Office and even it's a little racy for an 11 year old. I don't know. She's in a weird age where she's old enough to get it, but I don't want her to get it. So we're kind of stuck. You know, yeah, it's tough. dude. It's tough. Mm-hmm. I, uh, my, my son came down last night and we were watching, uh, there was a, there's a Netflix show or movie with a whole bunch of really great people, but it's about these people that can't die there. Um, it's called the old guard. Have you, have you seen the video for that? Is so it good? it's good, dude. It's well, we only watched half of it cause my son came down, but, um, it's about these five people that are supposedly can't die. And like, you can shoot them and then they die, but then all of a sudden they like come back to life and then they, you know, kick some butt and, uh, a whole bunch of really great actors. Like it's a, it's a decent show for so far, uh, from what I can tell, but there's a lot of violence because it's about them going off and murdering hundreds of people. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just, like really violent compared to what, you know, my five-year-old should be doing. And so, um, you know, I, we, like he came down and we paused it and we were like, do we keep going? <laughs> it's just, we ended up putting on Charlie Brown, but you know, that's good though. That's good. All right. I got one more question and then okay. we gotta, we gotta hit, but I gotta know, do you carry a paper towel in your pocket at all times? All times. That's what I think that's my old man thing. Don't you don't do that? Don't you do that? No, I don't. Why do you carry a paper so towel in your pocket? I started doing this about a year ago and it's because like, I'll use a paper towel, like dry my hands or something. But then it's still not dirty enough to throw away. So I'll throw it in my pocket. And then I just, and then it dries out. And then I use it for like, you know, the kids make a mess and then I can just clean it up real quick. And then I throw it away. Oh. And then I end up with another paper towel. It's not the same paper towel. It's not like a handkerchief, right? Like I throw it away after it gets dirty. But there's like, in my mind, there's like a certain dirtiness that you can keep it in your pocket. The problem is, <laughs> is I occasionally leave it in my pocket. Oh, dude. And then it goes into the washer and in the dryer. And then, of course, you've got paper towel everywhere, like on everything, because it like either disintegrates or it gets weird. And, and then it breaks things like the dryer because there's <laughs> just all this extra paper, like doing weird stuff. That is weird stuff, dude. I, here's a question related. Do you think people still carry like cloth handkerchiefs right now in 2020? I would say the ratio of people who are carrying those is extremely low but here's a here's a tidbit did you know that you're supposed to carry two you're supposed to have one in your front pocket of your shirt for for giving to other people so that they use and then the one that you use is in your back pocket i didn't know that i've never carried a cloth so if you carry if you carry a, a hanky now you know just know that you actually have to carry two all right, I'll get two after COVID's gone. Maybe I'll carry a cloth handkerchief. Not until it's, it's too dangerous. <laughs> who's gonna now. use your? Who's gonna use yeah. your cloth? Like I yeah. can't imagine somebody whipping out a handkerchief from their pocket and then me grabbing it and using no, it as a zero chance. <laughs> zero chance. There's zero chance. All right, if you have a cloth cloth handkerchief, let us know on our social media. You can uh, follow me on all the places at Hey Colfax. You can follow me at Gerbil G three R B I L underscore in real life so like once you do that there it is and you can uh like and subscribe the podcast depending on the platform you're doing it It helps a great deal and we appreciate it we will be back next uh time with another adventure standlet oh yeah man
New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Uh, been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 